the National Counties Cricket Association podcast with Jim Law and Richard Logan. Bedfordshire, Berkshire, Buckinghamshire, Cambridgeshire, Cheshire, Cornwall, Cumbria, Devon, Dorset, Herefordshire, the NCCA podcast, Hertfordshire, Lincolnshire, Norfolk, Northumberland, Oxfordshire, Shropshire, Staffordshire, Suffolk, Wales National Counties, Wiltshire. So great to be back on the pod, uh, Laura and Logie. How was uh, how was it for you, Richard? Yeah, another really good week. Uh, it's obviously nice to be sort of fully into it now. Um, we've had a we had a the first week on the 30th of May, and then uh, a week off. So it was kind of everyone, I suppose, gathering their thoughts after that first week, and then we've we've crack on. And, and like I said um, on the podcast podcast last week, we've got a. Uh, a really intense period now up until I think the 29th of August where we've got games every every week so yeah it's fully fully in the swing of things now yeah and I do feel for you for you fellas because you get you get all the queries all the questions as we kind of move things forward don't you and uh, have to deal with all the results coming and everything else turn it all around but you're doing all right I think aren't you yeah no it's all good um and I think it's a pretty pretty decent process now uh, I know that we get scorers reports through and everything and all the captains do there so it's all sort of in place and we, we uh, dealt with any sort of teething issues but uh, Chris Drew from Dorset's been a been a massive help on that so big thanks to her with regards to sorting the sorting the scorers out and, and helping with that and, and live streaming actually so uh, yeah no all good really fingers crossed it's running smoothly yeah absolutely and uh, Chris is a what are your unsung heroes on the on the website, Indeed. of course, yeah, yeah, very much. Yeah, so. absolutely. Good, good. Well, I hope you've got your uh, your an analytical brain on because <laughs> <laughs> we got we'll a, see. a full uh, a full fixtures list to go through, of course, for, for next week and uh, and first before that, of course, we'll look back at, uh, at last weekend. So let's kick off with Group One from Northumberland to Norfolk, Cumbria to Cornwall. We've got National Counties cricket covered. Yeah, so uh, Group One. Obviously, had had you guys in it. Uh, Cumbria versus Staffs and Northumberland versus Cheshire. So, uh, start off with the the Cumbria game. Um, and Staffs got uh, Staffs batted first and got bowled out for 193. Um, ben Cotton top scored with 40. Um, and there were some wickets that were shared around between uh, Michael Slack, last week's MVP, who put in another decent performance this week. Uh, Nico Watt and Matthew Siddharth. Um, Siddharth all got three wickets so they managed to restrict staffs to 193 and they knocked them off eight down so in the end pretty close I think but one by two wickets uh, and again Michael Slack sort of held that together with a bat uh, top scoring with 57 mm, um, yeah. so yeah another another decent performance again wickets for, for the staffs guys Zen Malik Tim Maxfield and Jack Redman all got two wickets but it wasn't quite enough to restrict Cumbria and they uh, and they knocked them off I think in the 44th over. So, yeah, really good start to the season by Cumbria, and obviously uh, led by led by Michael Slack. Good strong side, aren't they? Uh, really, um, you know, good pedigree, and it's a it's a young side as well, isn't it? It is. It's a young side and a lot of homegrown players, which is great, really. And um, obviously, it's something that we've we've talked a lot about that we're championing, and they've got a lot of local players playing now and that have come through and, and led by. The guy was really an adopted Cumbrian, I suppose, in, in Gary Pratt. So um, he's been playing there for a number of years now, and it just shows that <clears throat> shows the value of having that experience in a side surrounded by youngsters as well. So, yeah, a really, a really good start for them. It's good to see. 
Very much so. So that was in Cockermouth. Um, go uh, go right, or go or go go east, I suppose, and you end up in Jesmond, where uh, Northumberland were hosting Cheshire. Yeah, lovely part of the world. Love Jesmond, and um, yeah, you, you guys were up there, um, and you guys batted first, I think, and put on a really decent total. Probably one of the highest scores of the week, actually, at two hundred and forty-one, um, with Rob Rob Semi getting sixty-two and top scoring. Um, and yeah, it was too much for Northumberland. Um, they fell quite a way short. I think uh, 161. Uh, Alistair Appleby top scored for them with 48. Uh, and for you guys, Andrew Jackson and David Wainwright both took three wickets each. So a fairly comfortable win for you guys. You can probably elaborate on that a little bit, having, <laughs> having been there. Yeah, well, as you say, Jesmond is a, is a fantastic place to watch cricket, isn't it? And obviously really, really well well run there. Uh, and an odd game, really, because um, Chester went, Cheshire went off at, uh, at a pace uh, and uh, got themselves in a little bit of trouble and then... David Wainwright and Andrew Jackson with the bat really kind of began to pull it round as the, the, the tail wagged uh, and uh, and really I think Northumberland early doors were cruising um, ran out ran out of steam uh, when uh, David Wainwright came on with uh, Andrew Jackson and between them they took something like six for forty six and that kind of uh, killed things off so yeah good to good to get some points on the board yeah yeah absolutely um, and so they're the two games from last week looking forward in group one to this weekend um cheshire are hosting shropshire at toft uh, and staffs are hosting northumberland at, at checkley so i think between staffs and northumberland there's yet to win a game yet so hopefully there's going to be a team there that gets some points on the board um and i think you guys have won one and lost one um and shropshire having had a week off uh started with a with a win as well so there's going to be some interesting games in group one um and yeah, we'll see. And how, how's the table looking in Group One? Cumbria, as you would expect, are at the top. Uh, two games, four points. So pretty much, pretty much there. Uh, Shropshire second. I guess that's on uh, net run rate. Uh, Chester third, and then Staffs and, and Northumberland. So, I mean, you'd, you'd assume that Cumbria are there, um, obviously. And uh, well, it's anyone's anyone's um, game, really, isn't it? You can uh, you, you kind of think that uh, net run rate's going to really come into it. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Good stuff. Well, that's Group 1. Um, so, obviously, looking forward to this weekend um, and some decent performances. And it'd be interesting to, uh, I suppose, Cumbria have got a week off as well. So, it's uh, that's probably a shame for them. With the, You like to keep playing when you've got momentum, I suppose. But, um, yeah, maybe it's just nice to have a week off as well. Yeah, absolutely. NCCA reviews and previews. Uh, OK, uh, so uh, Group 2, Richard, there's some interesting results in Group 2. Yeah, so last week Dorset uh, hosted Wiltshire at um, at Bashley Cricket Club, uh, not too far from me, and a really nice ground. Uh, and there was quite a few runs scored, I suppose. Having looked around, it's probably one of the most one of the highest scoring games. Um, Wiltshire batted first and set Dorset two hundred and thirty to win. And I suppose having had the, the the game last week, Dorset would have been confident to to chase those down. And uh, Ed Young Ed Young sort of um, led that with a. 103 off 103 balls and ended up not out so he obviously bolstered that innings to to get to that total um felix organ led led the way with with the ball for dorset for and he got three for 40 um but unfortunately dorset couldn't pull off what they did the previous week with the with the last ball victory and they fell 14 runs short um 
Ollie, Ollie Soames for them got 67, um, but it wasn't quite enough. Uh, and Matthew Burton led the way with the ball and, and helped restrict Dorset to 215 uh, with his three for 39 off nine overs. So another another really good game. Um, but uh, yeah, Wiltshire came out on top. It's funny, isn't it? Um, this is your fault, this, because uh, whilst watching another game, you kind of very keenly now keep an eye on uh, all the other fixtures because uh, obviously we're, we're in a little bit of a competition, you and I. Um, and I think from memory, I think uh, Dorset were, were kind of struggling early on, but they've, um, they came back quite well in the end, 14 runs short, that's all. Yeah, no, it's um, uh, yeah, a close game. And obviously they would have taken some confidence out of last week, certainly chasing mm. down that total so um, yeah but it's uh, I think it's going to be going to be quite a close group this one because a lot of teams playing games for the first time aren't they as well so Wiltshire a little bit unknown with the the changes obviously that we've had so uh, yeah a back up and running and obviously a force to be reckoned with yeah absolutely the other one Rich Hereford versus Cornwall um, uh, again another another quite tight game um, Cornwall batted first. Uh, sorry, Hereford batted first, uh, and we're 194 all out thanks to Jonathan Ludlam and Thomas Wells both getting three wickets. And then he obviously took some confidence into the into the second innings there. Thomas Wells did and, and scored 73 and, and led Cornwall to to victory, um, knocking the runs off seven down. So yeah, another a good win for a good win for Cornwall after again coming back from that defeat I suppose last week and the disappointment of losing off the last ball. So yeah, no, a couple of a couple of decent games and looking forward to this weekend. Um, Cornwall are hosting Devon at Redruth, so a bit of a, a local derby. And then the other fixture uh, off the back of their win, Wiltshire are hosting Hereford at uh, at Warminster. So it'd be interesting to see how they go again. Sort of Cornwall one one lost one Devon had a week off and a losing start and then Wiltshire have had a winning start having had a week off uh, and Hereford have, again they've won one lost one so it'd be interesting to know what the what the league tables are in, in group two is like Jim yeah Herefordshire top uh, Wiltshire second um, Cornwall Dorset all, all, all pretty tight as you'd, uh, as you'd expect and uh, of course Devon uh, wooden spoon just at the minute it's just beginning to take shape though isn't it it's all beginning to take shape yeah, exactly. And Devon have got three games left, so if they can get have a decent win this week and then build some momentum, hopefully they they could finish with three wins and it could completely change. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens over the next two to three weeks. Yeah, it could all change. NCCA reviews and previews. Group three, where we had just the one game because, of course, we had a, a game uh, on the bank holiday Monday, didn't we? We did, yeah. So Cams and, and Suffolk played on Bank Holiday Monday. So it was just uh, Hearts versus Lincolnshire this week. Um, and probably one of the lowest scoring games um, with Hearts batting first. They were all out for 166. Um, George Rhodes bowled obviously quite nicely and got three for 39. Uh, the rest of the wickets were shared around really. <clears throat> and then Lincolnshire set out to try and get 167 to win, but unfortunately were bowled out for 100. Um no massive scores to, as you'd imagine, with a hundred on the board. No massive scores to talk about, but two really good bowling performances from um, Ben Waring uh, and Mr Jones, who scored four. Uh, ben got um, four for thirty, uh, and Jones four for sixteen. So yeah, there's um, good a, a good solid win for Hearts there. Really uh, ended up by winning by sixty six. In a, in a quite a low-scoring game. Yeah, difficult to recover when you're when you're naught for one, naught for two, five for three, as uh, as Lincolnshire were. Yeah, exactly. So the uh, I think that Jones got the first 
got the top four out, and I think they ended up 20 for four. So, yeah, it's, it's, even when you're chasing a low total, that's a bit of a struggle to come back from, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, so, yeah, fixtures to look forward to this weekend. Uh, uh, Hearts are hosting Norfolk uh, at Bishop Stortford and Suffolk uh, are hosting Lincolnshire at uh, Middenhall. So, yeah, a couple of... And again, looking at the, at the results gone by, there's sort of... One one lost one, one one lost one, one one lost one. So I imagine the group's quite tight here again. Well, Cambridge at top with uh, with four points, uh, you know, after after those two games, two wins. Uh, Lincolnshire, Hertfordshire on two, and then Suffolk and Norfolk yet to get off the mark, but they've only played one game. Those two. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry, I've done Cam's a bit of a disjustice there. I don't know. They've obviously started like a house on fire, so I just missed them with because they're they're last they're week. not there. Uh, because they, they played on Bank Holiday Monday. They didn't play last weekend because of that. And then they've got a week off this week. So they've had a really nice break, um, which again could be a good thing. But they had quite a bit of momentum. So it'd be interesting to see how they come back next weekend um, after after this week off. The NCCA podcast. Okay, uh, Group 4. Again, some interesting results in, in Group 4, Richard. Yeah, really interesting. So we had Berkshire um, hosted Oxfordshire at Falklands. Um, historically a really good batting wicket and lots and lots of runs there but um, it was a little bit dry by all accounts and I think uh, the spinners had a had a field day so um, yeah Berkshire uh, Berkshire batted first and were bowled out for 114 uh, with captain Richard Morris top scoring with 32 uh, but young James Coles who is, is making a bit of waves in Oxfordshire anyway a very very big young talent um he bowled seven overs, five for six. Mm. Um, so, yeah, pretty uh, pretty insane figures there. And then knocking them off, Oxford, it, was, it wasn't a breeze, I don't think, at all. Um, but their captain, Jonathan Cater, um, sort of held everything together with 27 not out and managed to get them over the line. And they, they, won, by, um, they won by four wickets. But there was very much led by the spinners, um, Peplo, Got three for three for fifteen, and one of their other spinners as well, as I understand it, I think bowled these ten overs for fourteen runs. So you could obviously see it was quite a testing wicket to play on, um, and it was turning quite a lot. But yeah, so Oxfordshire have come out on top of that game. Um, in although it wasn't high scoring, it seems like a pretty pretty decent game. Yeah, great place to go, Falkland. Uh, uh, you'd expect Berkshire to, um, to to bounce back, wouldn't you? And uh, they're at home. Uh, sorry, no, they're, they're not playing this weekend, are they? No, maybe that's a good thing. I think as well. Sometimes when you when you have a bit of a defeat, it might be might be good to have a, have a week off and and sort of review your performance. Either that, or you want to get back on the horse and you want to crack on. So uh, there's always two ways of looking at these things, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. Wales hosted Beds at uh, Lisbon CC, um, and Wales batted first and 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 scored. I think the highest <coughs> the highest total of the of the week. They got two hundred and sixty four for seven. Um, Led by Steve Rheingold, got 80, uh, and supported by Connor Brown with 62. Um, and I think for Beds, Matt Coles got 44 for 43. Um, so, yeah, Beds were chasing 265 to win and unfortunately came up quite a, quite a long way short. They they uh, got bowled out for 117, so 147 runs short. Um, with Tejid Phillips from, from Wales taking four for 39 um, to, to, yeah, to, to get Wales over the line with quite a convincing victory, really. Uh, and again, another team that have started like a house on fire. Yeah, and there was sort of reports on social media about how exciting that uh, that Welsh side is, uh, and they've certainly gone off well. And I did look up, by the way, Rich, where uh, where Lisbon what is um, okay. Car- near Cardiff. 
I think. Uh, right, okay. Some melons, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. So then, yeah, looking looking forward to this weekend. Um, Beds are looking to get their first win on the board as they host books at um, Southwell Park. Um, and Oxford are hosting Wales, both who are unbeaten so far. Obviously, well, Oxfordshire having a, had a, had a day, uh, sorry, a week off. Um, they're hosting Wales at Banbury, so um, it'll be. I imagine that being a really close fixture. Um, but yeah, so we've got one team looking to get their first win, and unfortunately, no doubt, one is going to get their first loss. But uh, how's the group looking? In how's the uh, table looking in Group Four? Wales at top, at the top. So, yeah. uh, so a win obviously at uh, Banbury would see them see them through. Uh, Oxfordshire second after just playing that one game with uh, two points. Then you have Berkshire played two uh, with two points. And then Bucks and Beds yet to get off the mark. Bucks have only played one, though, and Beds have played two. Okay. All opening up nicely. (laughs) This group idea, Richard, is brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Give you all the chance. Great stuff. The NCCA Most Valuable Player. Here on the pod. So uh, the MVP, uh, Richard, we had the first one last week. Cap duly dispatched, I understand, to Mr Slack. Uh, did that go okay? And uh, how are we looking this weekend? Yeah, no, that's all good. I actually spoke to Michael on the phone uh, and explained that he'd, he'd won and, and sent the cap out to him. And we had some uh, had some pictures taken, which you'll find on the social media stuff, uh, which was good. Um, and then, yeah, a few really good performances this week, uh, a little bit closer. There was probably six people that were kind of vying for the for the spot. Um we had two players on ten points. Um Michael Slack himself again put in another really good performance with the the three for and fifty seven. Um James Coles with his uh, crazy figures of five for six was on ten points as well. Um and then Thomas Wells uh Cornwall he again took wickets and runs. And uh, I suppose that's the key with this. You've got to be a, a, an all round performer or you've got to really excel excel in one of one of uh one or of the other of the skills. So he got uh, 11 points. Um, and then two players on 12 points were Ed Young, having scored that 100 not out, uh, and Rod's, Rob Semi, uh, who again, being an all, got, got a few runs, but also took quite a few catches um, uh, as that all-rounder. And the person that came out on top, actually didn't play the weekend, but played the previous Monday. Um, and if you'd have seen, uh, heard the previous podcast, we'd have, we covered the fact that he scored 135 not out. Um, which is obviously always going to be tough to beat. So Ben Seabrook from Cambridgeshire uh, is this week's MVP. So, yeah, he'll be getting the, the cappies in the post, Ben. And, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see, see what performances come in for this week. And Cambridgeshire, of course, aren't playing this weekend. So um, he'll be able to kind of uh, make sure it fits and everything else uh, for the following week. You yeah, go. absolutely. And, and we've got... Um, Obviously, each week we'll select the best player of that week, but we've got an overall uh, aggregate MVP. And, and uh, it's probably no surprises that Michael Slack's leading that with 22 points, but uh, Ben's relatively close behind with 15 points. So with Cambridge not playing, there's an opportunity for the other players to catch Ben up. Um, Cumbria um, are having a rest as well, as I believe. Yep. So, but yeah, there's, there's an opportunity now for, for those two leading players to be caught by some of the other guys. So it'll be interesting to see if people take uh, take their opportunity this weekend. The National Counties Cricket Association podcast, Suffolk. Cricket probably reached Suffolk by the end of the 17th century, although the earliest known reference was in 1743. Their first county match was against Norfolk in 1764 and a county organisation was formed in 1864. 
1954. They took part in minor county games between 1904 to 1914. The present Suffolk County Club was founded in 1932. Suffolk have won the championship four times, including a shared title with Cheshire in 2005. They also won the knockout final at Lords in 2007. Notable players for Suffolk over the years include Phil Mead, Robin Hobbs, Derek Randall, Devon Malcolm and Cyril Perkins. Home grounds include Hot Dock, Exning, Ipswich, Bury St Edmunds, Middenhall and Woodbridge School. All your National Counties Cricket Association news. Right, so uh, Richard, it's uh, Law versus Logan, the bit that we love, our little prediction piece. Uh, you went first last week, didn't you? And you got uh, six out of eight. I did. Um, very much beginner's luck, I think. Um, so we'll have to see how we go this week. But um, yeah, I was relative, I was I was pretty happy with six out of eight. So how uh, how did you go last week? Well, I, I had a good start, didn't I? Because we had that Bank Holiday Monday game, which Cambridge had won. So uh, that yeah. uh, that that gave me one back straight away. Uh, mixed bag at the weekend, really. Um, Cumbria beat Staffordshire. Uh, I called that one right. And uh, Cheshire beat Northumberland. I called that one right. So got uh, two points uh, from Group One. Both games. Uh, group two, Wiltshire beat Dorset. Um, Wiltshire's first game uh, didn't get that one right, uh, but I did get Cornwall beating Herefordshire. So that's four points to date, three plus the one from before. Group three, there was just the one game then with Hertfordshire beating Lincolnshire. Now you and I had a bit, bit of a debate about that one, and, and I went for Hertfordshire in the end, uh, which was right. Yeah, you, you were right indeed. I was right. Um, but uh, then uh, we had Group 4, didn't we? Where um, perhaps the surprise of the round with uh, Oxfordshire wouldn't, uh, wouldn't thank us for that. But uh, Oxfordshire uh, beating Berkshire and Wales beating Bedfordshire. Uh-uh, both of them. So I ended up with five, Richard. So I'm, I'm one behind, one behind with, uh, well, halfway house in the groups, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. So... Um... Let's uh, let's have a look forward to this weekend and see if I can select a few more winners. But um, we'll see whether I can go up with my heart or my head on some of these. But, um, <laughs> yes. So we've got Cheshire versus Shropshire, um, and a pretty decent start. They look a good outfit. They've got a good history of the tournament. So uh, again, and I don't mean to always go against you, Jim. So no, I apologise no, for no, that. But no, no um, taken. <laughs> Uh, um, so I'm going to go with Shropshire. That's more my head than my heart, I suppose, having had a, a couple of years with you guys. Um, and Staffordshire versus Northumberland. Uh, I'm going to go with Staffs. Um, group 2, Cornwall versus Devon, the local guy. I think Cornwall have started well, mm. and albeit they lost one game, it was only by, obviously, the last ball. So I'm going to go with Cornwall for, for that one. Um, Wilson Hereford, um, again, a, a difficult, difficult one to call, but I think with the momentum from last weekend, I'm going to go with Wiltshire. Hearts yep. um, and Norfolk, um, I'm going to go with Hearts, having probably argued the toss for Lincolnshire last week, so I feel uh, I feel I should go with Hearts <laughs> this week. Um, and then Suffolk Links, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to stick with Links actually, um, and, and go with Lincolnshire. Bedford versus Bucks, both teams looking for their first win. Um, just going to edge it with Buckinghamshire uh, and then Oxfordshire versus Wales which is probably the toughest to pick I think uh, Oxfordshire are a really strong outfit had a good win against uh, a good Berkshire team and Wales have obviously started like a train so uh, this one's been a tough one but I'm going to go with Oxfordshire right. um, 
so we shall see how that works out for me <laughs> oh. and whether I'm, I'm still on six next week which uh, <laughs> is, 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 a, is a, a strong possibility potentially there we go so you've gone for Shropshire against over uh, Cheshire Staffordshire over Northumberland Cornwall over Devon Wiltshire over Herefordshire Hertfordshire over Norfolk Lincolnshire over Suffolk Buckinghamshire over Bedfordshire Oxfordshire over Wales indeed so come on all those teams <laughs> <laughs> you know how to make friends great yeah, stuff indeed. good luck he said through gritted teeth all your National Counties Cricket Association news. Wales National Counties. Initially, a number of Welsh counties competed individually in the then Minor Counties Championship. These included Carmarthenshire, Denbyshire and Monmouthshire, with Glamorgan being the most successful and becoming first class in 1921. Following the withdrawal of Somerset's second eleven from the Minor Counties Cricket at the end of the 1987 season, Wales Minor Counties replaced them. Now Wales National Counties, in line with the new NCCA branding, the club are yet to win a major tournament. Wales National Counties players who have gone on to make an impact in the first-class game include Colin Metzen, Danny Collins, Phil Simmons and Alexander French. The club plays its games across Wales at the likes of Evervale, Abergavenny, Pontedillis, Usk, Lisvan and Newport. So the season hotting up nicely, and Richard, we're, it feels like we're up and running, doesn't it? We're uh, you know, two weeks in, two games in, two rounds of games in, uh, up and running through until August the 29th, when you said that it's the first time we don't have uh, any, any cricket, and the three-day game around the corner as well. Yeah, exactly. So there's, I think it's another two or three weeks, and, and then we'll, um, we'll get into the... Well, well, we'll get into the knockout stages of the 50-over competition, uh, but that kind of overlaps, as we talked about last week, with the with the championship stuff. And and I suppose one thing that we haven't mentioned, um, which is kind of integrated into that in the middle of or the middle to the back end of July, is the, is the showcase games. Um, and and that's something we're going to talk about more on next week's podcast. Um, so make sure you tune in for that, and we'll talk about some of the fixtures that are taking place. Obviously, it's a really big fixture in our calendar an opportunity for the national counties to play against the the first class counties and sort of test themselves against the 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 best players in the country um and really showcase the talent that we've got um with everything that's gone on over the last 18 months they're they're not exactly as we wanted to uh, wanted them but we'll go through that in more detail and we'll, we'll talk about how we've worked around that and and where you can um where you can watch those fixtures um come the sort of back end of july some mouth-watering games, aren't they? That's 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 for sure. Yeah, definitely. And 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 they're always they're always big fixtures, and they're always, if nothing else, they're a great opportunity for our players to be put in a shop window uh, against the, the 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 best players in the country, and that's what we want. Um, we've talked a number of times and uh, about the pathway that we want from national counties into first-class stuff. So this is another way that the the national counties can start forming relationships with uh, first-class counties by talking to them at the fixture, playing against them, organising it and, and building those relationships, which are going to be really integral for our young players coming through to get that leg up into, into first-class cricket. And, uh, and like we've always said, hopefully beyond that as well. And there's a lot going on, isn't there? And we, we've talked about uh, the, the, the role modelling side and uh, the Euro- European uh, tournament, but uh, it's all on your website, isn't it, Rich? Uh, NCCA website that covers off everything. Yeah, nationalcountiesca.co.uk is the website. So that's got everything on there. It's got links to this podcast. Uh, it's got an opportunity to subscribe to a newsletter if you'd like to um, get weekly updates and everything um, that is going on. Um, and, and yeah, everything else on there with regards to the role model scheme. There's leaderboards for the MVP. 
uh, and all the other information we've got with the Unsung Heroes and the Rising Stars campaign. So, yeah, it's uh, hopefully we're building up some really nice content on the website. It's really informative. And um, but you can also download the, la- the latest handbook. So, yeah, lots and lots of stuff on the on the website great stuff okay well we've got a busy weekend of uh, cricket ahead then you're welcome at uh, at least eight grounds richard and very unwelcome at uh, at eight others uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next week we should say of course that um if uh, if we approach you with a microphone be kind we'd love to uh, love to hear from you uh we want to hear what you want, want to say what you want to hear on here too and uh if we're out and about and we bump into you we might want to stick a microphone under your nose if that's okay yeah absolutely okay have a good weekend and a good week from Northumberland to Norfolk, Cumbria to Cornwall, we've got National Counties cricket covered.